What's up, good people? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man Tiny Kingdom. I want to talk to y'all about spending money on vacation expenses. In particular, I want to go over what I spent recently on vacation reservations and how it compares to what I spent for camping at state parks. Now, off the top, I think it's an easy assessment to see that I'm always going to spend more on hotels. So to be fair, this is not an apples to apples comparison. The reason I'm doing this is because I will be taking an extended road trip across a handful of states. And I need to make it as economic as possible because a river of money don't flow through my bank account. Plus, let me be honest right off the jump. If you look up the definition of cheap ass, your search results will probably point to me. Yes, I am. I could take that. Not with everything, though. There are certain purchases that I don't care about the price tag. If the brand is reputable, if purchasing quality makes more sense than buying quantity, if people I trust recommend it, then, yeah, I'll pay more for something versus bargain shopping. But the area that I always search out a deal is for vacation costs, regardless of where I'm going, which is why I'm thinking that it will probably be more cost effective for me If I stay at campgrounds on this road trip or maybe even do some stealth camping along the way, I will say this. I've been on two flights over the past year. I did one trip first class and the other was regular economy seating. And I've definitely fell in love with first class. It was just more comfortable to me. The seats seem like they're spread out a little more, which is perfect for how tall and big I am. There's a different caliber of people that sit up in the front of the plane that I get along with better, less issues, less disruptions. It seems like there's better flight attendant service. So going forward, I probably won't mind paying the extra for a first class ticket. Another area I'm not cheap in is with my truck. I don't mind spending more on higher grade gas. I feel like my engine parts will thank me more for it over its lifetime. I pay more for auto insurance because if I ever had to use it, knock on wood that I never do, but if I did, I don't want some bargain insurance broker trying to haggle me on taking care of the situation. As well, I always take my truck to the dealer for service. Yes, I'm one of those. I know an oil change is going to cost me a little more than going to a Jiffy Lube or a mom and pop shop but I do it because I'd rather have the certified maker of the vehicle fixing their own problems. They created the truck. They should know better than anyone else how to resolve any issues that come their way. Now, I already can sense the difference of opinion from some of you. When my vehicle is older, I'm sure I'll change my mind on these things. For now, while my truck's still under the manufacturer's bumper-to-bumper warranty, I'm cool with what I spend on her. But when it comes to my vacation costs, yeah, I like to be frugal. I spend more time than I probably should scoping out online the best prices for airline tickets, hotels, rental cars, restaurants, whatever I can do to stretch a dollar. On my last trip, I decided against a traditional hotel stay and booked myself an Airbnb because I wanted to stay somewhere I could assume would have less traffic since it was a private residence. I also think I get more bang for my buck with Airbnbs, more space, more privacy, more of a at-home feel. Whether I book a hotel or an Airbnb home, I've stayed at enough of those places as well as my fair share of campgrounds to know for sure that it's cheaper 
to vacation outdoors. Again, like I said earlier, not an even comparison, but let's do the math anyway. For the sake of time, I'm going to speed this up and just provide the totals. So going from Arizona to Seattle, not that far, not that expensive of a travel destination. For the round trip ticket, the rental car, half of my stay was in an RV that I reserved on Airbnb. And the other half, I booked a one-bedroom Lakeview condo from Verbo. The total for everything was $500.81, not including the rental car gas, food, or the activities I did, because those are extra purchases, and I just wanted to look at the cost of the initial reservations. And let me tell you, this was my second time renting an RV. The first time was with Cruise America, and I traveled from where I stay in Mesa, Arizona, down south Tucson. But this time, the RV was a stationary setup in the back of the owner's home located in uh, Bonnie Lake, Washington. And I chose to stay there because my plans were to drive to Mount Rainier, which even though I was visiting family in Tacoma, going to the mountains from Bonnie Lake isn't too bad of a drive. I wanted to do some day camping and hiking. Also wanted to see the Pacific Ocean, which is a couple hours drive west in the opposite direction from the mountain. But that's how I wanted to spend my vacation. I was amped to do all of those activities. However, I abandoned most of my plans because it rained what seemed like the entire time I was there. It's Washington State. Rain comes with the territory. I knew that going in, but I was hopeful. It is one of the states where I grew up, but now I'm fully embedded into the Arizona desert life. So I'm thankful for the cooler temperatures, but it was like a kid wanting to go outside to play, looking out the window, singing, rain, rain, go away, come back another day. The RV stay was a wonderful experience. The lake house was glamorous. I did end up getting some hiking in at Twin Falls Trailhead, which is nestled in Olali State Park. Beautiful waterfall. Had to really work to get close enough to see it, but well worth the hour or so time that it took to hike up Twin Falls. Not a bad $500 getaway. In contrast, when I go camping for vacation, there's a different type of spending that happens. Since I was in Washington for about a week, it's only fair to compare it to one of my longest campground stays. I have not camped outside of Arizona yet, so not leaving the area cold, there will most likely be less expense involved. However, it was a few hours drive away from home, so there's gas mileage involved. And since my vehicle is how I traveled, this time I am including what I spent on fuel. The drive to Nogales, Arizona, and campground reservations at Patagonia Lake State Park cost me $175 when I went in 2017. That's the most I've spent on a campsite thus far, and it was an extended stay. I typically am just a weekend warrior. So on average, I'm spending 50 bucks on reservations, and I'll just estimate another 50 bucks for gas because I usually drive to parks that are about a tank full there and back. When I do my cross-country trip, my campground stays will be just overnight for the most part. I'm anticipating the cost to be 25 to 50 a night. It varies because some states are higher than others. I watch a lot of YouTube videos and see all the time that there are tons of free camping spots. So I plan to map out where those are to keep my costs down as much as possible when on this road trip. The less I spend on paying for camping, the more I can have available for fuel, food, and tourist activities. The rough estimates of all this is that it looks like car camping and what I pay for fuel is half the cost of flying hotels, the rental car, 
maybe even less depending on how long and far I'm traveling. Bottom line for me and anyone planning a road trip, consider car camping. Aside from the cost of it all, the experience alone would be worth taking it on. The sightseeing along the way, the peace and serenity of being in your own private element, not having to worry about crowds and these killer germs being spread all over. The world is having to suffer through and try to live with the reality that COVID is amongst us, probably ain't going nowhere no time soon. And now is back again to being a major concern for the country with these new variants. So yes, I am all in favor of keeping to myself as much as I can, especially when traveling outside my home area. And because I like the outdoors, I'm thinking of the various national parks and outdoor resorts that I plan on visiting and camping at when I stop driving for the day. I'm thinking about all the hiking and the bodies of water and the historical landmarks that I'll get to experience along the way. For me, that's much more fun than being sardine in a jet with a hundred or so others whose only want is to just get from point A to point B as quickly and as safely as possible. There's pluses and minuses to both travel styles. I certainly know that. But I'm so looking forward to checking the cross-country road trip off my bucket list. I plan on going over what route I'm going to drive, the places I would like to stop, and the other pre-trip details on a future episode. I also will be recording every moment of it so that I can share it here on the podcast and have some content for my YouTube page. What I feel I'm accomplishing with this particular chit-chat is that I'm talking it into existence. So now the road trip must happen. If the Most High agrees with my wishes and blesses me to make it all work out, and I know it'll be okay when the finances line up and when my everyday busy life slows down enough to where I can take the time off with no worries, I'll know then that I'm good to get out on the road. I'll keep y'all posted. I want to send a very special thank you to Taisha Johnson. I appreciate your support and your contribution to the podcast. Thanks to you, the show can go on. And thank you to all of y'all listening. Until next time, y'all keep it kosher. Happy travels. This is Big Man, Tiny Kingdom. Tiny Kingdom.